I can't even say I'm happy for her. I, it, I'm fine. It happened. I'm happy. It's fine. Hey, Caitlin. Hi, Chris. How you doing? You're in Toronto. I'm in Toronto. I've been in uh, Dallas and then Los Angeles and Chicago and now Toronto all on a big reporting trip, which has meant uh, I've been watching a lot of the Australian Open on those sort of like huge hotel room big screens. Oh, um, amazing. It's crazy how good TV technology even is in like bad hotels across the country. Totally. And also like how dwarfed and shitty your own home TV is in a, in a matter of years, just not keeping up with tech improvements. I know. Whatever hotel I get, I go on Hotwire and I look at the cheapest one that's somewhat close to where I'm reporting. And even those places, like a one and a half star hotel, have gorgeous flat screen televisions. I don't even have a television at home. What? Yeah, I just watch stuff on the computer. Oh my god, this is why you're a streaming expert. Oh my gosh, we have. I, this is why I'm also the way you describe traveling is um, upsetting to me just now. <laughs> I look at what kind of products the bathrooms have in my hotel options. Wow, I'm just all about internet speed. I guess breakfast, coffee, yeah, full stop, full stop. In fact, I've been on the road so long. And have had busy mornings. I'm even drinking the coffee that is there for you in the room. Well, this has been like a those dried out packets. Horrific, <laughs> horrific look into your travel style. <laughs> a chilling glimpse into the last two weeks of my life. Uh, it's also <laughs> we're taking some traditional gender uh, roles. Finally, after years of friendship, when I've discovered that you don't know anything or care about facial moisture, and now hearing that you don't even notice the products, or you could just stay in any hotel room. Yep. No, I know. This is super on the nose. Like when you said you were staying in Toronto, I was like, oh, are you at the Drake? And I didn't ask you that. Yep. And now I found out, of course you're not because you're on Hotwire looking for, you know, <laughs> the, cheap. the cheap, the cheapest hotel that haven't, you know, been the scene of a murder, basically. Look, I work for a scrappy startup, Caitlin, that has three floors of it. Well, huge. <laughs> yes. Gimlet Media funded by Chris Saka, that scrappy, tiny startup. Anyway, let's talk about the Australian let's Open. Let's talk about the Australian Open. I was uh, kind of ha happy to be on the road during it if I was going to be on the road at all because I could like watch really late and feel tired the next day, but it was all worth it because there were some good matches. We can also dive into some things that are going to have ramifications for the tennis conversation far reaching beyond the Australian Open. Right. It's just the start of the year. This, this is... The table has been set for the year. The table's been set. It was in Australia. It was 187 degrees, apparently, Fahrenheit. <laughs> and there were some incredible matches. The women's side of the tournament, though, come on, way better than the men's. Fantastic. Yes, absolutely great. Um, it was cool to have the upsets on the men's side, but uh, women's semifinal match and the final, great. Kerber-Halep, probably like the best match of the tournament. Halep had like several of the best matches of the tournament. Lauren Davis in the third round. She played a lot of tennis. She played a lot of tennis. A lot of tennis. You know, she was hospitalized after the final in which she played yet another three-setter uh, against Caroline Wozniacki, who ended up winning it, and was hospitalized, got pumped full of fluids. Whoa, really hospitalized? Yeah, like legit hospitalized. Yeah, I mean, she didn't. She had pretty good energy in the third set. Yeah, I she mean, was. She, I mean, she was grinding. Yeah. I think they they made a calculation. Even though Halep played obviously best of three, and Federer played best of five the entire tournament, which is something that again uh -huh. I think is ridiculously stupid. <laughs> she played more hours uh -huh. on court than he did. I believe that. Yeah. Yep. Her yep. matches, if you caught any of them, were bananas. Um, but Simona Halep, Romanian, then at the time, number one, losing in the final to Caroline Wozniacki, my <laughs> least favorite. You were my first thought. Tennis player. Right. When she, Cur when currently she playing, got to the final, I, I texted you to see how you were feeling, whether you had it brought you any joy at all. I think you said 1%. There was 1% of you that, that was happy for her. 
Uh, and was the 1% affiliated with her outfit? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was the, it was just a variation of the Kerber outfit, right? Or vice versa, depending on how you look uh, at it. It was a strong outfit. The jumpsuits were a really good look. And then Simona Halep. Okay. Famously, her contract with Adidas expired, and she wore, I don't know if you know this because you're not into lady things, uh, learning more and more every time we talk, um, <laughs> ordered her outfit from an outfit of Chinese seamstresses on the internet. She wow. got like a totally generic yeah, outfit. It's bananas. Bigness for Adidas or her or both because like you said, we played so much tennis. She was on the screen a lot over the last two weeks. <laughs> her outfit was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, for a, sure. I don't know who designed, like, I don't know if somebody in her like coterie has some sort of a, like fashion background. Maybe she did it herself, Caitlin. It was you a know? solid kind of yeah. A-line dress. Yeah. It's possible she might contain yeah, multitudes, sure. you know, and like a pretty flattering didn't love the color for me personally but like a pretty flattering shape it didn't look like waterlogged i don't know if you saw maria sharapova's uh sort of brief run in the tournament <laughs> right like she had a very cute dress that it was immediately sort of translucent did you not know this was for tennis it looked sort of like she was wearing like wet tissue paper which you know which she can pull off sure <laughs> <laughs> she can and then bafflingly this speaks to the state of our outfit selection in america specifically i went to paragon sports new york city's like sort of biggest sports uh store where all the tennis stuff happens to restring around my rackets and I was looking at the tennis apparel for sale and were the very cute Nike pink shorts that we have previously talked about on uh, our last episode yep. available? No. <laughs> was the really cute romper featured on Caroline Wozniacki and a number of other Adidas players available? No. What was available? Maria Sharapova's fucking tissue paper dress. It's like, who do you think the women are who are shopping here? Or maybe I'm the only person who actually plays tennis because uh, maybe, yeah. everyone else is just wearing these to brunch at, you know, fucking Sarah Beth's. I don't know. Sorry, I got really angry about that just now. <sighs> I mean, it is like 18th Street. They could totally be wearing it to brunch. I guess you're totally. right. It's like a mimosa dress, not yeah. a third yeah. set tiebreaker dress. Anyway, <laughs> but Simona Halep making an extremely great run. I was obviously disappointed she did not win. I was talking to David, my Racket Magazine co-founder today. And he was like, hey, how'd you like that matched with Pusha C, which is his rap name for Caroline Wozniacki, which I thought was pretty great. Yes, she. Uh, right. I mean, I think, yeah, I think it should be noted that she was hitting the ball through the court. She's less of a pusher than she was. That's all I'll say about it. She didn't wall her way to a Grand Slam title. I don't think it would be fair to say that that I, like I think she played some enough aggressive points to win. She played enough aggressive points to win. And also, I do think Simone Halep just ran out of winners at the very end. But yes. she still just like doesn't take initiative in the points, which is so frustrating to watch. It's just like, <laughs> why? what's the point? Why? Right. But like, you know, <laughs> I don't know why this makes me laugh so much. But like, you don't have any respect for the fact that she found a, like she's clearly the not not the most athletically gifted player on tour. Right? No, I think she's very athletic. I mean, her, her her retrieval skills are great. I just think it's a failure of courage. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah, I right. know. That's why I have a, such a hard time. I actually think she's probably like a stupendous athlete. Like, I think if you probably put her in like some skis or like, you know, she did the biathlon, like I'm sure she would be great at a bunch of different sports. There's like a failure of imagination for somebody who just like never, ever, right. ever wants to be the one to like initiate the creation of a point that's what i find so baffling about it you can take a counter puncher like angie kerber but then she goes on offense to counter it, it, it's like maybe a tiny distinction without a difference for a lot of people who listen and don't really follow tennis that closely but like for me i just end up waiting for it like ugh, just fucking come in like come on i the one thing i will say that was bitterly disappointing about the women's final is i just felt like if somebody were, were to hit a volley just yeah, once totally. just they would just automatically win the match like just <laughs> once someone help great game she's gotten <laughs> tons better too and i love the fact that she wasn't like super dejected despite the fact that she went to the literal hospital after the match but like yep, if she yep. learned how to hit a volley or an overhead instead of like a swinging volley 
she would have, I, I think, like won maybe 10% more points. She can volley. She just won't. And she had a decent hit. It was like, like she, she stuck a few volleys. Like it's not like she's not going in because she can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know why. Exactly. Same thing with Wozniaki. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Uh, I can't even say I'm happy for her. I, it, it, I'm fine. It happened. I'm happy. It's fine. This, this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing how little you like her. Wow, number one in the world. Like, like, like prop. You know, maybe her best chance of her whole career to win a final. Number one on the line, and you're just like, oh, God damn it, she won. <laughs> what a magnanimous. You really can't handle it. I mean, I think I think like the only like tactical thing I was thinking was uh, in that semi. You know, Kerber getting nothing out of her serve really hurt her. And I just thought, like, in some sort of post-Serena world, which I hope we're not in, but whenever that does come around, like, someone like Kvitova maybe played better defense or something could, could like, really make a lot of hay on the women's tour because... Because she's got a massive serve. She's a massive serve, and, like, none of these incredible players, they're really not getting much of an advantage on serve. Although, I will say, actually, both Halep and Caroline Wozniacki have started hitting serves harder. They have. They like have. pretty notably, yep. um, but yeah, like nobody's got a Serena or like Kvitova actually could have it as could as Arenka. Yep. and actually Maria Sharapova yep. has a pretty like Heavy. when it kind of goes in, yep. <laughs> when it kind of goes in. So it's yep, or like Sabine Lasicki. Like remember, like there's been women on the tour who have like thunder serves. Yep, yep. The sort of game that wins you, that gives you deep runs, I think, in these tournaments is like so heavy heavily emphasizing counter punching it's not enough to have a serve in sort of first strike tennis because people can scrap their way into it as much as i like retrieval tennis i do hope it's, it's like a little flashier also they kept playing these reruns of lee na winning the australian and it just made me so nostalgic for how fun she was to watch because she was oh, yeah. so aggressive pod, pod favorite lena oh, pod favorite yeah, lena she's the best but she has been supplanted for best <laughs> wta tour tattoo I don't know if you saw Ashley Barty's first round match against um, Arna Sabalenka, the Belarusian chick who's like 20. She looks I like a. I did. I'm stealing Courtney Nguyen's line, but she looks like a, a Amazon. She's like a six foot tall, like fierce looking warrior woman. Wow. And she's got this like really intense lion on her forearm, which I'm just like, yeah, super here for that. Are are the Pliskova ones good? They they look like almost like Maori Northwest. They are. Okay. They are. Yeah. Yeah, they're um they're tribal tattoos I think from like a family trip to wow. New Zealand. Cool. Or somewhere in the the Asia yeah. Pacific. I mean, it's not really my style. I kind of prefer the ferocious like blood dripping from fangs <laughs> tattoos, good. but I'll Sounds give it good. up for tattoos. More right, right. generally. More tattoos. Okay. 2018. So so let's like fall back on generals even more and I'll start talking about the uh, men's final, which <laughs> I thought was uh I thought it was pretty good. It was a little like last year's where it was uh, five set, not classic. Federer, it's crazy how easily he won that first set. Like, I thought, like, oh, he mm-hmm. is going to hammer this guy. And, like, you have to, like, it was the most I've ever liked Chillich because he kind of had no business digging that second set out. Um, but he did. It was pretty pretty impressive. I'm going to admit something controversial. I was rooting for Chillich the whole time. Wow, get out. Really? Okay, why? Yeah, I feel like I've seen the Roger Federer, like, graceful victory. I mean, hats sure. off, respect, sure. 20. I get it. But, like, I was just kind of like, ugh, this is boring. <laughs> the worst thing in, to, in the world to me is boring, and You've I've seen, seen it. it. Even even with how many more years? I mean, I don't know how many more years he could do it. I think it's fair to think, can he play until he's 40? He's probably a top 10, top 20 player at 40 years old, Presumably. right? Presumably. I don't know how at his back point? is holding yeah. up. He's, like, 
gotten some sort of kingdom of the crystal skulls. I don't know. Roger Federer does steroids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I take it back. I take it back. That's what I'm hearing. Yes, he could be playing into uh-huh. his 40s based on the current state of affairs. Okay. But I was just kind of, re- I was excited for Chilich. I felt like super bad for him after the Wimbledon final that was against Federer when it just kind of didn't happen for him. I feel like that's the only thing that's the worst case scenario for a tennis player. I mean, sure, this happened to you, right? Yeah. Losing a tough match yep. where you are duking it out is heartbreaking losing a match where you just like failure to launch that's the worst like it goes by too fast yeah you're just like what happened yeah yo yeah like you're not even in it exactly exactly right that sucks and like there there was a moment in that match which like i hesitate (laughs) to ever compare my own playing career to anything that happens on the professional tour but the feeling when he like gutted out the fourth set and then immediately dropped the game early in the fifth i was just like oh and you're like, oh, that's such a failure <laughs> that's like feeling. totally spent from this emotional moment in the match and then like crucial break. And it's like, well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And you're like immediately back down again, like fighting your yeah, way out. Hard to watch. Yeah. Really hard to watch. Okay. So here's my controversial take on this final. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Hot take alert. Mm-hmm. I don't know this for a fact. I think the scheduling at this tournament, particularly as it pertains to the have and have nots, was a little bit suspect. Huh. All right. Go on. Okay, Novak Djokovic coming back from a months-long layoff after rehabbing his elbow, given yep. like some pretty shitty time slots, for the most part relegated to Margaret Court Arena, mm-hmm. heretofore to be named Ivan Gulagong Arena in, on this pod anyway. Right. I get that maybe he doesn't sell as many tickets, but you know the guy was dominant 24 months ago. Oh, yeah. Really? You can't yep. find a way to sneak him in there more? It felt like legitimately a slap in the face. And I think his fans are sort of notoriously looking for evidence of bias, especially because I think the British media really does hate Djokovic and favors Murray. And I don't necessarily want to like, you know, re- <laughs> re-open this argument, but I do think there's a legitimate claim uh. that they did. <laughs> Djokovic fans yeah. have that he was getting subpar treatment and then you look at the women who were like playing in these incredibly hot daytime conditions they played the final with the roof open then something weird happens they play the men's final with the roof closed Chilich is practicing outside yeah very strange didn't said he didn't know that they were gonna close the roof and Federer is practicing inside and then the match is held inside coincidence what are you, su- <laughs> I'm again, what are you that suggesting that whether or not the tournament <laughs> One is create conditions for Federer to be happy or to be able to play better. Maybe mm-hmm. not at the expense of Chilich, but it's sort of in their interest to accommodate him um, and certainly accommodate fans. And I think if that's the case, and I don't have any evidence that it is, but there's a lot of sort of chatter about it. I get that the tour and the the media that, that covers the tour, everybody's invested in the fairy tale story of Roger Federer and to a lesser degree at all. Not really as much Murray or Djokovic, I don't think, just based on my own observation of what storylines tend to like get resonance. Yep. And I think you could certainly understand why the tournament would want to emphasize that storyline as opposed to creating maybe conditions for Chilich to have more of a time in the, in the sun. And I think they're doing it at their own expense. You know, Federer in particular is taking up all the oxygen in the room. And it's felt like the, the roof and the scheduling decision. I, I think he played on night matches every single match he played. Yeah, It's little, but I think it, it is meaningful. Just given how much tour, you can imagine this happens at every single tournament that Federer like a, plays in, where it probably doesn't happen for Cilic ever unless he's playing. It's interesting, yeah. You know, maybe a tournament in Croatia, and they're like, "Great, take as much time as you need between sets." You know what I mean? Happy to have you here, Martin. It does. It is like a weird thing that we we just did set that in these like highly competitive matches, like one person will have a full twenty four hours more of rest than the other one. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird. It's just weird. It's like so clearly an advantage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't have like a brilliant answer for that. But, yeah, I uh, mean, in this case, Federer had less time to prepare. Right. But like the fact that he sort of knew already that he was going to be playing indoors. Again, I'm not saying that there was a conspiracy. It's just like it's 
maybe both my antipathy towards the foregone conclusions. I felt a little bit bad for players like Chilich and, and Djokovic, particularly on the men's side. Hot take. What was your favorite match of the tournament? Kerber, Halep, for sure. Yeah, I think that was the best match. My favorite match was uh, Mr. Tennis and uh, team. Oh. But that was pretty amazing. Pre- pretty amazing that he dug that out. All along, I thought that that team was going to come back and win. Me too. Pretty great. Yeah. Uh, my runner-up match would be Chung defeats Tennis. Uh-huh in yeah. the quarters pretty here for chung yeah. that was a good one i mean in for particularly given the circumstances but like right. there were a lot of uh, <laughs> americans who were team chung yeah during that match and i feel like i'm so excited especially after seeing him win the milan next gen tournament yeah. last fall like it's cool that he sort of backed it up and had a really deep run and i think had his feet not been like falling off due to blisters he he might have put up more of a fight i think so yeah well he certainly would have lasted the, the length of a match against federer but that would have been fun to watch and he played great against Djokovic too Djokovic was clearly injured yeah. no oh no, well he like winced when he when he hit that overhead and everybody and they were like well his arm hurts and i was thinking like why why is he continuing to play like <laughs> like he's not gonna win this yeah. tournament what is going on um, no credit to him he didn't like retire yeah. right there i would be such a baby i'd be like oh my, like my toenail fell off <laughs> like lauren davis's toenail fell off in the middle of the third set i would have been take me back to my hotel with the really fancy products i'm gonna need room service <laughs> i'm gonna need like a doctor on call to come visit me you know what i mean right. so these guys are far far tougher than me so it's a little disingenuous for me to like encourage them to have neck games or critique their outfits it doesn't stop me no i'm just acknowledging that it's disingenuous yeah. That's supporting of you, for sure. I just, just had one more really small thing, which was uh, after Federer won, uh, Andy Roddick had a tweet that um, if uh, Federer wins one more major, his majors will be able to drink in the United States. And uh, like, haha, like uh, <laughs> B plus on the joke. But also, I think like, like uh, I'm showing my age here, but I think like if you're in your mid to late 30s, like, you know how much Federer like stunted <laughs> Rog's career. Like Roddick would probably have like, what do you think, five? majors at least three more majors at least three more majors he pushed federer like deep into the fifth when federer was at his absolute peak 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 yeah on grass 2009 almost 10 years ago but like what a good sport i'm I'm not sure like you cannot bitch about it but it's another thing to like kind of put out a lighthearted tweet i feel like andy roddick we didn't really appreciate him enough especially in light of the current crop of american men yes oh i agree like i would take andy roddick any day and (laughs) any day at all no and also wouldn't you yeah he's funny he's self-deprecating he's, he like has interesting things to say in press conferences he tries really hard yep like do i love his game not really yeah but i i mean he got the most out of his ability i don't mean that in like in a backhandy kind of way i mean like he was in the top 10 forever and always like fit as a fiddle yeah gutted it out loved it andy roddick we miss you and yep. he would have had a couple more majors so like yeah no hats off to andy roddick he's cool um okay so looking forward For me, it's waiting for the next generation of talent to sort of step up to the plate. Yeah, well, especially on the men's side, because it was like, who, what, you know, who will win all the championships after the Big Four go away? And it turns out that, oh, well, actually, Federer will win the championships after the Big Four go away. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, super bummed that Curious lost. Oh, yeah. But, like... I, Sanga, Dimitrov, yeah. come on, dude. I mean, I think that... Uh, I think Curious is, like who, like, I hope he wins every tournament from here on out, uh, but especially Wimbledon. Like, I think that would that would be fun to see him win, win there. Oh, God, that would be amazing. Uh, that would be amazing. And also, like, Serena, right? I mean, that is the big... Yeah, she's got to get one more, of just as, like, yeah. a fuck you, Margaret Court. Right, and then retire. And, like, in her acceptance speech, demand that the court be renamed to shame them into doing it. That's your, 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 your fantasy scenario. Yeah, 
be like Serena Williams Stadium. Right. Mic drop. Okay, until soon. Uh, enjoy your jet set lifestyle. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> Look out, Toronto. All right, bye. Bye.